We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back with everybody. Crazy week six recap coming up. A lot of things we're going to talk about coming up. But first, I got to give a shout out to a couple of my good friends. Um, Every Monday night, I do this podcast after the Monday night football game. But I always watch the Monday night football game a different way. Two of my good friends, Nick Nick Izzo and Scott Olson, do a stream of the game called Monday Evening Football. Really fun. They just have a lot of fun with it. Some good insight, too. Check them out, guys. They do a great job. But let's, let's dive right in to the craziness of Week 6 in college football. I obviously... Obviously, we got to start with Alabama going down in College Station. Texas A&M played the game of their life. I, I'm I'm shocked by the result. Uh, I know a lot of people at the beginning, well, not a lot of people, but some people at the beginning of the season were calling this game and saying that it could be an upset, but Texas A&M hadn't been playing well. But boy, did they show up on Saturday night, and they played amazing football. Hats off to them. Hats off to Jimbo Fisher being the first assistant, former Nick Saban assistant, to ever win a game against Nick Saban. Great win for them. Here's my take on this, though. Alabama is still in com- complete control of their own destiny, still in complete control of the SEC West. Texas A&M already has two losses in the SEC West. I, f- I firmly believe, and I and, and I really think this will happen. Alabama is going to win out. They're going to be. They're going to play inspired football. Saban's going to have them ready. They're going to. They're just. They're going to win out. They're going to win the SEC championship game against Georgia. They're going to go to the playoff. As will Georgia at that point. Alabama goes to the playoff. I think they win out and they win the national championship. That's. I'm going to call it right now. That's how I see it happening. Let me know how you think about that. Obviously, some other craziness that went on Thursday night. We saw Coastal beat the brakes off Arkansas State. Cincinnati showed up and played well Friday night. The Michigan-Nebraska game, great back-and-forth football game. Nebraska is really close. Scott Frost is doing a good job. Nebraska doesn't – they should not fire him. He's doing a good job. They're they're turning a corner. They're going to get these wins. I saw somebody on Twitter talking about how Nebraska in the in the early to mid '80s, when when uh, Tom Osborne first got that job, this is the same type of results they were seeing. They were so close in these big games, and they couldn't pull them out. And then they finally got over the hump, and that's when they really started to dominate, going into the mid to late '80s and early '90s, and into the 2000s. I really, I don't, I don't ever think Nebraska is going to be back at that level. But they're very, very close to being a Big Ten contender year in, year out. Michigan, great job. Way to sh- way to get it done at the end. 
keep it rolling. The, of course, the two early games, Ole Miss and Arkansas, just a shootout for the ages, the way that game ended, just tremendous football. That That's what you kind of expected from that football game going into it with those two offenses just battling it out. Ole Miss gets it done in the end. Um, then Texas and Oklahoma, man. Might be the game of the year. Just just the way that that game was going. Texas in complete control. Spencer Rattler gets benched. I'll come back to that later in the podcast. Texas comes out and just lays an egg after that. And man, the freshman, Caleb Williams, comes out and just plays fantastic football he has to be the man now at Oregon for the rest of the year for that football team that's that's how I see it happening for them and now they are a legit contender for the playoff now if they're playing the way that they played with Caleb Williams leading the way they're a legit contender now Ohio State looked amazing Michigan State looked really good um Georgia throttled Auburn Boise State gets a big win on the road at BYU. I have to give a shout-out to NIU winning at Toledo. Uh, my buddy Chance, who was on the last episode of the podcast, that's a huge rivalry. Great win for those guys. Um, then I'll get I'll get to the UMass-UConn game later on the podcast, too. Have to talk about Iowa-Penn State. Penn State wins that football game if Sean Clifford doesn't get injured. It's a shame that that happened. Because now it looks like Iowa has a very legit chance to win out, even though they might not be as good as we think they are. I, 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 it doesn't sit well with me that that offense could make it to the college football playoff because I think Georgia, Alabama beat the brakes off of them. I really do. And, and Ohio State will beat the brakes off of them in the Big Ten title game to Ohio State, Michigan. Whoever it is will beat the brakes off of them in the Big Ten title game. So I don't see them getting that far anyways. But if they do, it could be a real struggle. Then then you see Kentucky throttling LSU, just dismantling them. I'll get to some coaching news later on. But the fact that Coach O... The rumblings going on there. The seat is hot. Kentucky rushes for 330 yards in that game. Just just an amazing performance there. Now, let me get to what I briefly mentioned a little bit ago. Let's talk about Spencer Rattler. That that performance he, he gave, getting benched again, not good. I mean, we, I think most of us have seen the QB1 experience that he had on on Netflix and just how bad of a teammate he was. And and you see it game in, game out, that the guys don't really respond to him. And it just doesn't – something has to change there. And, and I think for him, he's going to end up – after that game, you could see the – the whole team, the whole Oklahoma team is celebrating. He's not celebrating with any of his teammates, and that's that's just a really bad look. I think the only way that this gets resolved is him going in the transfer portal. I really do. And just looking at the major schools that recruited, that offered him out of high school, Alabama, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, 
Kentucky, Memphis, Miami, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Tennessee, Texas, Texas A&M, and Utah. Obviously, he's not going to Alabama. Um, I think any of the other schools, I mean, they could use him, but he's an Arizona kid. I think, I think the Pac-12, those schools suit him best. I think Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, I think that suits him best. Miami could be an option, but their young quarterback's playing pretty well. I just don't see any of the other schools being that interested, honestly. I mean, if you're Memphis, yes, I get that. But I, I think him being an Arizona kid, I think Arizona or Arizona State makes sense. Um as does Colorado or Utah. I mean, we know Utah loves to take transfer quarterbacks. That's what they've been doing of late. But if Colorado got him, that would be huge, a huge jump start for that program potentially. So I, I, I don't know which way he's going to lean yet. I mean, obviously he's not in the portal yet, but I think it's only a matter of time there. Just the way he was – the way he wasn't interacting with his teammates it says a lot to me and it it's not a good look not a good look at all just uh i think it's only a matter of time and it might be till the end of the year um that that he hits the portal but i think it's only a matter of time that it that it does happen so some now I'll go into some interesting coaching news um I I had sources that that were telling me that Coach O at LSU was going to get fired Sunday. Um, obviously, obviously it hasn't happened yet. Don't really know the particulars of what's going on there, but I mean that's why I didn't put out anything on social media about it because I I, I don't I don't ever want to put out something about uh, a coach that isn't confirmed or anything like that. Um, but it, it, I mean, you hear the rumblings, you see everything on social media, you hear everything on uh, the other shows and other people talking about it. And in my opinion, coach O won a national title. He at least deserves the right to finish the season. Now, granted LSU does look like it's quit on him. Like that team looks like it's quit on him, and uh, that's a disturbing situation because that LSU team might not make a bowl game. I mean, they they're they're struggling that much, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that ends up. But one of one of the jobs I really want to talk about, and this is disturbing to me because I was, as I've said before, I was a college basketball coach. I've been been through this and kind of seen this seen this before with some of the nonsense that uh that happens in the coaching profession but FIU and Butch Davis I don't know if everybody's seen this situation that's transpired over the past week week and a half but Butch Davis is the coach at FIU it's not going well that, that is a tough job it's a very very tough job but Butch Davis has coached for a long time. He's been very successful. So they hire him. They're trying to get it rolling. It's not rolling, though, obviously. So 
either early last week, sometime around then, they post his job on the internet without telling him. So his job is posted. That that is so disrespectful to to the man leading to the man leading the program. I I don't care if you don't feel like he's doing a good job. You at least owe him enough as a man and to to tell him this. And it's it's just so wrong that he has to find out that way. And uh, I don't care how bad that program is. You just don't do that. And if you're anybody, why would you want that job? Why would any coach want that job? If if the athletic department and the high people at the at FIU are willing to just post the job without telling the current head coach that hey, we're going in a different direction at the end of the year. That's not a job you want. As someone who's been in that in a situation sort of like this in the coaching profession, it 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 rubs me the wrong way, that is for sure. Now I got to dive into my weekly weekly Yukon Huskies discussion. Those who don't know, if this is the first time you're listening, I'm partnered with partnership with Sidelines Yukon. Give my predictions every week for the Huskies. Talk about the Huskies on here every week. And coming into their last game against UMass, Obviously, a lot of people having fun with that on social media with the season that both of those programs are having. And you feel bad for the fan bases for both those schools because they're passionate people. Hopefully, both programs are able to get it running before before too long. But UConn came out and laid a complete egg. Now, Now, some really bad COVID issues happened leading into that game right before the game Spanos the coach was out one of the big offensive linemen was out some some so there had to be a new head coach for the game a lot of things happened but still for you kind of come out and perform the way they did was very very disheartening and had to be very disheartening for the fans and in and especially with how they'd been playing. They'd been playing pretty well in the past couple weeks. And to come out against a bad UMass team and lay an egg the way they did just is it's just not not good at all. And it really makes you wonder if if UConn's gonna win a football game this year. I mean I they play Yale coming up this week and I don't want to give away my predictions and my insight going into that game, but it's, it's going to be really interesting because UConn's already lost to an FCS opponent. UConn is better, but if the same UConn team that showed up against UMass shows up for the game against Yale, they're going to be in a dogfight, and it's it might not go well for them. The thing I will say moving forward with UConn, there are two things that – that fans of the Huskies need to focus on and look forward to. The first being get Tyler Puma healthy at quarterback. That freshman is a fantastic football player. They need him to be healthy, and he is a game changer for them. He's a program-changing type player for UConn right now. He is the type of player that they need, the type of player that can – that can take them over the hump and get them to where they want to get to. He, he's proven that. 
obviously he's had some accuracy issues from time to time, but he's also had a lot of issues with drop passes from the receiving core. I think once once Tyler Puma gets his feet set, he throws a very accurate ball. I, I think the next coach at UConn has somebody right there at the quarterback position that they could really, really turn to and say, hey, we got a guy that can really do something here. We need to utilize it. So UConn fans, you can be really, really excited about him moving forward because I think he is, like I said, I think he's a program-changing type player. I really do. And I hope he doesn't leave. I hope he doesn't transfer out. I hope he stays there and really tries to build and make something happen there. The next thing being, and I know I've talked about this from time to time, is UConn has to hire the right coach. I keep going. I went back and forth many times about the type of coach I feel like they should hire. And I've... And the conclusion that I've come to now is they need to hire a young offensive-minded coach because of the offensive struggles this team has. Obviously, this team has struggles all all across the board, or they wouldn't be in the position that they're in. How, however, that's more of a depth issue, in my opinion, than anything else. But they have to, in my opinion, they need to hire a young offensive-minded coach. And it's there's there's a lot of good young minds out there and it just it the guy who comes to mind for me is will will healy at charlotte he has done a tremendous job with that charlotte program i've watched multiple games of theirs this year i've watched a couple games of theirs in the past and he's done a really really good job with a startup program really i mean charlotte started up football started back up and now they're in first place in the Conference USA East. I mean, they're a good football team. They have a really good offense. And I think I, an offensive mind like that who has proved himself over a stretch of time at a lower-level school can come in to UConn, given time, of course, and really make something happen. And I really think he can. I really, I really, really firmly believe that you can win at UConn. I th it's been done before and it can be done again. You just have to get, they have to get the right hire. That is the number one thing right now. Now I'm going to dive into my top 25 that I've released yesterday. Of course, the top three isn't going to surprise anybody. And I was going to rank Georgia number one this week after their performance, even if Alabama won. I I know I've been saying all year Alabama's the best team, then it's Georgia. But Georgia has proven so far that they are the best team in college football. They really have. And they have an extremely tough test coming up this week against Kentucky. Going to be really, really fun game there. Um, then at number two, I put Iowa. I've, I've voiced my concerns earlier in this episode about Iowa. That offense is just not... It's not good enough, in my opinion, to play in the college football playoff. But the wins that they have, you have to put them there. Now, like I said, if Sean Clifford doesn't get hurt for Penn State in that game this past Saturday, Penn State might win that game going away. He scored three out of the five possessions he's in the football game. When he's out, Iowa's defense just took over. The fans took over. The fans did a great job causing three, three false starts 
right inside the 10-yard line there. It was a fantastic job by the fans once the new quarterback came in and they took over. Number three, I have Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I said at the beginning of the year, was going to make the college football play. I'd be the first group of five to do so. I got to roll with them. And one of the one of the one of my previous guests, Steve Hegel, put out on his Twitter account the other day that he he thinks Georgia and Iowa could lose by November first, and Cincinnati could be number one in the country. And I think with the way that this season has gone, that that that's a possibility for sure. I mean, this has been a topsy turvy season, and there's no doubt that that could happen. But Cincinnati could also lose. I mean, this this year has been crazy. Number four, I got Oklahoma with Caleb Williams in charge. I think Oklahoma is going to go to another level, and I think they're going to be the Oklahoma that we have been talking about or others have been talking about going into the season. I really think that they're going to turn a corner like that. Number five, I got Alabama. I know they lost that game, but Alabama, honestly, is still the second-best team in college football. Like, Let's be real. Georgia and Alabama are still the two best teams. Alabama just took a haymaker from Texas A&M. Like I said before, I think Alabama's going to turn around, respond, win out, win the SEC championship, and win the college football playoff national championship. Number six, I got Ohio State. They're starting to play a lot better. They're starting to play like the Ohio State team we expected. And I firmly believe they are the best team in the Big Ten. I think by the end of the end of the year, things will shake out pretty well for the Buckeyes. Then at number seven, I got Michigan. I'm really, really intrigued with this Michigan team. They're they're playing really well. They got a good win there at Nebraska. The rest of the year is tough for them, so it's, I'm really, really intrigued to see how the rest of the year goes. Number eight, I have the Coastal Carolina shot the clears. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows how big of a supporter I am of, of the shots. And I'm going to continue to say that Coastal deserves a shot in the college football playoff. This team has the best offense, the most efficient offense. Grayson McCall's numbers. I don't care. I know everybody says, oh, they don't play anybody. I don't care. The young man is completing 80%, nearly 80% of his passes. He has one interception on the season. He has been unbelievable. He has to be a Heisman front runner right now. Tight end Isaiah likely had four touchdowns in the last game. He was an absolute monster on the football field against Arkansas State. He was the he is the by far the best tight end in college football. It's not even a debate. It's you can't even debate it. Isaiah Likely, if you if if you ever listen to this show, I am your number one supporter. You are the best tight end in college football. The coastal defense is playing tremendous. Now against Arkansas State, they did allow they did allow some yards and some passing. They finally allowed a passing touchdown for the first time all year. But the secondary looked like they had some holes. But some credit does need to be given to Arkansas State a little bit because that is a good passing offense. That's one of the better passing offenses in the Sun Belt. So some credit does need to be given to Arkansas State in that regard for being able to 
throw the ball all over the field and they had some major issues with drop passes drop balls that they had probably negated 200 yards of passing offense honestly like it, they dropped some major the drops that they had were in major times where they could have got in scoring position or they would have scored so i mean yes coastal does have some things to uh to look at going into their next game against app state at app state in a week and a half or so but the shots deserve the opportunity give them the chance and i think i think that they will be able to prove it and i'm seeing more and more people jump on that train with me i i, I firmly believe if if this team is able to get into a a uh one of the new year's six bowl games and they're able to play like the likes of the ACC champion or say Kentucky, if they continue to play the way they're playing and they get one of those new year's six bowl slots, coastal deserves an opportunity to play one of those teams. They really, they really, really do. And the way that this season is shaking out, who's to say they aren't the only undefeated team left at the end of the year. Because everyone in front of them who is undefeated, Georgia, Iowa, uh, like Kentucky, Cincinnati, all these teams could still lose football games. And Coastal could lose too, but I just do not see it happening. I really, really think and feel that the Shants, given the opportunity, will show America what they have. Number nine going with Penn State. I'm not going to penalize them a ton for that loss. And, and I probably dropped them too far, honestly. Because they should have won. They would have won. Like I've said, they would have won that football game if Sean Clifford doesn't get hurt. So I don't want to penalize them and knock them out of the top 10 for that. Number 10, I'm going with Kentucky. The performance that they just put on against LSU running for 330 yards the way they beat Florida is going to be really, really interesting to see how they play this weekend against Georgia. Then I got at 11, I got Michigan State, another undefeated team who is playing amazing football. Kenneth Walker, the running back, might be the Heisman favorite right now. Jalen Naylor had some huge touchdowns in that game against Rutgers. Really, really impressed. Michigan is going to have a battle when they go to East Lansing this year. Number 12, I got Oklahoma State. I personally think that they will fall from the ranks of the unbeatens this week against Texas. I really do. I think that Texas team is a good football team. I think Oklahoma and Texas meet again in the Big 12 title game, honestly. That game was unbelievable. Number 13, I got Oregon. They're the best team in the Pac-12. It's them and Arizona State. 14, I got Ole Miss. That offense is unbelievable. We all know that. 15, I'm going with Notre Dame. Just not sold on them. I, I, I almost think that I have them ranked too high, but they've won some good games. you got to give them some credit. Um, I think it's only a matter of time, though, before somebody beats them. 16, I'm going with Wake Forest. And the Demon Deacons are playing really good football. They're the ACC's only hope right now for a playoff position. I think even if Wake goes undefeated, they won't get that opportunity, unfortunately, which is, which would be pretty ridiculous. But 
Wake Forest is a really, really good football team, and they're so well coached. 17, I got Arkansas. 18, I got Florida. 19, I have Texas. I didn't want to drop Texas after that game. They the, they, they played their butts off, and they, they deserve to be where they're at here. Number 20, SMU, playing really, really good. 21, I put BYU. Uh, didn't want to drop them completely out of the rankings, but they they had an opportunity and they dropped the ball there. 22, I put Arizona State. That offense is really starting to click. Jaden Daniels is really starting to play well. That's a, that's the Arizona State team that I said going into the year would play in the Pac-12 title game. Number 23, I got San Diego State. Really, really good team out of the Mountain West. Number 24, I got UTSA, who is really, really good. They were able to win a football game at Western Kentucky without Sincere McCormick just dominating like he has all year. He still had over 100 yards, but he didn't do – he didn't have to carry the load like he's been doing. The offense showed up. The quarterback played out of his mind. I think he had like five or six touchdown passes. A great performance by them. Then I, I com- completed at 25 with Texas A&M. With that win against Alabama, I think you have to put them back in the rankings. It's obviously – Huge, huge win for that football team. Then the next five, I'm going to add a sixth one. Um, NC State, Auburn, Baylor, Oregon State, who has been a surprise team in the Pac-12 so far. Then I go with Clemson. And the next team I'm throwing in there is Appalachian State. And I say that because, one, they are really, really good. They are the second best team in the Sun Belt. Their lone loss is to Miami by two points. A game that if they played again, they would beat Miami. And the thing that I put a tweet out about this today, and I know a lot of people agree with this, and some won't, but that's fine. October tw- Wednesday, October 20th, Coastal Carolina plays at App State. That ESPN and College Game Day need to do something where they make a either special appearance or or they move the game to uh, I don't know if they can move the game to Friday or Saturday, but they need to do something where they make a special appearance in Boone, North Carolina for that game because that game is one of the games of the year, one of the best games of the college football season. Both teams could and should. I mean. Coastal obviously will be ranked. They they don't have a game this week. App State should be ranked if all falls into place. I both of these teams really really good football teams. It's a huge rivalry. Neither of the schools or fan bases really like each other. I like both fan bases. I like both programs. Obviously, I'm cheering for Coastal a little more, but great great football game that needs to be put on it's going to be played on espn but it needs to be given the more of the national stage that it deserves and because of what it means in the Sun Belt east but what it means nationally too now with both of these teams being as good as they are i'm going to stand up and say hey you guys at espn college game you need to do something about it with it being such a big game it's such a big deal. Last thing I'm going to conclude with, going to be hitting the road this week for this for the second game of my tour. 
I'm going to be heading up for a night game at the University of Wisconsin between uh, Army West Point and the Wisconsin Badgers. Really looking forward to that. Really intrigued to see Army because how well they've played this year. I know they're coming off a loss, but they've the triple option. Really intrigued to see how Wisconsin handles that because Wisconsin has struggled a bit this year. But it'll be really, really interesting to see that type of football game because we all know Wisconsin plays that slower ground and pound style. And we know that's exactly what Army does. So kind of similar styles. It'll be really interesting to see how that how that goes. Really, really excited to see, uh, be a part of that atmosphere there at night in Madison, Wisconsin. Really, really looking forward to jump around, coming on at the start of the fourth quarter and being in that atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of fun. So can't wait to be there for that. Thank you guys for listening in tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. As always, you can look, uh, feel free, follow the Twitter account at TNT College Foot One, putting stuff out there daily, talking about a lot of different things going on in the foot, college football world, doing, asking questions, interacting with a lot of great people, a lot of great fan base. It's been a lot of fun. You can follow me personally at Coach underscore B Will. Uh, give me a follow subscribe to the podcast give us a listen we're on any of the you can hear us anywhere you listen to your podcasts so again thank you guys so much for tuning in have a good night god bless